you are listening to Radio Maria, and uh, this is Father Toby on this uh, 5th of January with your word for today. Um, and I want to begin with today's gospel, uh, which is taken from uh, John chapter 1. After Jesus had decided to leave for Galilee, he met Philip and said, Follow me. Philip came from the same town, Bethsaida, as Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, the one about whom the prophets wrote. He is Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. From Nazareth, said Nathanael, can anything good come from that place? Come and see, replied Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming, he said of him, there is an Israelite who deserves the name, incapable of deceit. How do you know me? said Nathanael. Before Philip came to call you, said Jesus, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus replied, You believe that just because I said, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. And then he added, I tell you most solemnly, you will see heaven laid open and above the Son of Man, the angels of God ascending and descending. I was preaching at a baptism yesterday and uh, I've got another one today. Really lovely to have baptisms around Christmas time. Now, obviously at baptisms, the most important person there isn't the easiest person to preach to. And so you have to say something to the family and friends. And what I tend to emphasize is the importance of their example, as well as their teaching the Christian faith into which the baby is being baptized. The baby is receiving the greatest gift in the world, divine life, but needs help to unwrap it. And one of the most important examples that family and friends can set is in giving their attention to what is truly precious. Nathaniel asks Philip in today's gospel, making reference to Jesus being from Nazareth, can anything good truly come from that place? And Philip says, come and see. Philip invites him to not simply hear about Jesus, but to come and see him. Nathaniel is being asked to leave something behind for the sake of something better. In the same way, when at the beginning of the gospel and elsewhere, Jesus invites the disciples to come follow me. There is an invitation to leave something behind for the sake of something better. Him. Now this leaving behind or coming to see does not always require a change in place. It may do sometimes, but not always. But it does require a change in our gaze. It is an attentional shift. You'll know if you listen to me regularly that attention is a big theme of my preaching. But more and more, I find myself reading other people writing convincingly and powerfully on the crisis of attention. And I think we have a crisis of attention because attention is the most human thing in the world. And more and more, I think our humanity is under attack. And a recent book by David Brooks introduced me to Iris Murdoch's thoughts on attention. And a writer I come back to again and again, Matthew Crawford, first introduced me to the idea of the attention economy. One of my all-time favorite writers, Simone Weil, 
describes attention as that rarest and purest form of generosity. When everything that is contingent is taken away from us, when all that we have and call our own is gone, there is still one thing that we can give, our attention. It is so precious, and we are so casual with it, and others are so cunning. And this cunning was something that was brought home with real force yesterday as I was reading an article in the, in the Guardian by a writer I've read before, Catherine Price. And it has the, uh, the sort of you know, really probing headline, you have one life, do you really want to spend it looking at your phone? And I encourage you to read the, the whole article for yourself, but I'll just share with you the beginning. It was 3.30 in the morning when I realized I needed to break up with my phone. I was holding my baby in my arms as I scrolled through eBay, feeling a bit delusional with fatigue, when I had a brief out-of-body experience in which I saw the scene as if I were an outsider. There was my baby gazing up at me, and there was me looking down at my phone. I was horrified. This was not the impression I wanted my child to have of a human relationship. And it also wasn't how I wanted to be living my own life. I decided in that moment that I needed to break up with my phone and to create new and better boundaries. And then she goes on to describe that one of the reasons that we're so um, wedded to our phones is because that they are deliberately designed to hook us. There are incredibly sophisticated and knowledgeable people designing apps um, which are addictive. Um, and so we have to be really, really intentional about resisting the addiction and about giving up stuff for the sake of something better. Um, now, we can use all the best of modern psychology in doing this. We can read books like the author has written, Catherine um, Park, Catherine Price, um, the book is called uh, How to Break Up With Your Phone. But we as Christians also recognize our need for grace, our need for the help of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who knows us better than we know ourselves and the one who is truly worthy of our attention. And so in that, in that hope that we might uh, now sort of put down whatever is distracting us and, and rest in the Lord, Raise our hearts and minds to him. Let's listen to Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Be still for the presence of 